the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. We have come into the presence of God, who created us to love and serve him as his dear children. But we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. Amen. Jesus Christ, King of the universe, one day you will come in power and great glory, and we will see Eden's bliss restored. O wisdom, ruling all things mightily and tenderly, gather together all your people to live with you forever. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated for our scripture lessons. Our first lesson for today, Daniel chapter 7, is we see a description of our King Jesus. He is the eternal King who will be worshipped by all nations. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. 
All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. This is the word of our God. Our psalm for today, Psalm 45, describes our king as the most beautiful. Uh, The words of this psalm are also, incidentally, uh, the basis for the hymn, Beautiful Savior. Our second lesson, taken from Revelation chapter 1, serves as the basis for our sermon today. Grace and peace to you from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power 
forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of our God. We continue with the anthem. Please stand in honor of the gospel. In the gospel today from John chapter 18, we learn that our king who is willing to die for us, to go to the cross for us, stands for truth. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 217.
Grace and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, our King. Amen. God's word we consider in the sermon today is the second lesson from Revelation 1. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, you are the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, who was and is and is to come. Please be our all in all, rule in our hearts by your gospel, and enrich us today with your word. Amen. Back in 1915, his leadership career was over. He was done for. He himself said, I'm finished. Now, he had served for a time in the military for his country, Great Britain, and he even served in Parliament as part of the Conservative Party. And then during World War I, he was asked to take the reins to be in charge of overseeing the Navy for his country. But after some disastrous losses in southeastern Europe, he was blamed and forced to resign, and things looked like they were over for him. But Winston Churchill began a comeback, and it ended up being one of the greatest leadership comebacks of all history. Today, we will consider the great test the greatest comeback king, as he suffered the most deepest humiliation, he himself said, it is finished, but he was not done. He had so much more to do for you and for me. He had more planned for us as well. He is our greatest comeback king, Christ. He came in great grace, and he's coming in great glory. As John sat off the west coast of Asia Minor in exile, the Apostle John could have wondered, just where is my king? It seems like he's absent because the emperor at the time, Domitian, the empire of the Roman world, commanded that everyone had to worship him and the other Roman gods and goddesses like Jupiter and Minerva. So there John sat in exile. All the rest of the apostles dead by that time. Yet his king, Christ the king, revealed himself to John in this revelation, and he reveals himself to you and me as well in the words of this prophecy. Just as any hero or champion or great leader is announced and introduced with all of his different titles and accomplishments. So Christ the King announces himself with all of his different titles and accomplishments here as he reveals to us himself in Revelation chapter 1. The first sentence, though, is actually talking about the triune God. First speaks of the Father him who was and is and is to come. God the Father is eternal and unchanging. Then he talks about God the Holy Spirit. Interesting way of referring to God the Holy Spirit here, the seven spirits who are before the throne. But that's likely a reference to Isaiah chapter 11 where God speaks of the sevenfold gift of the Spirit. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding and counsel and knowledge and might and fear of the Lord. 
It might sound a little strange to us that God speaks of himself as Father, then Spirit, then Son. That's not the order we're used to. But all three persons of the triune God are equal in majesty and in divinity. So we could announce them, they can announce themselves in any order that they want. Three in one, one in three, our triune God. Jesus says of himself here that he is the faithful witness. Occasionally it'll happen that leaders in business or in politics here in this world will get caught up in a lie. And then their credibility is hurt and in question for the rest of their career. Not so with Jesus. He is the faithful witness, always true and upright and honest and reliable. He is always just and honest in what he says. He came from the Father and reported to you and to me and to everyone here on earth just what the Father told him to say, what he had seen and heard from the Father as he taught as Jesus preached, and as he sent his apostles out with his teaching around the Mediterranean world and beyond. Jesus, our king, the faithful witness. But he's also the firstborn from the dead. This does not mean that Jesus was the first person ever to rise from the dead. No, earlier on in Jesus' ministry, Jesus himself raised people like Jairus' daughter and Lazarus and the young man from Nain from the dead. But Jesus is the firstborn from the dead because his resurrection guarantees victory over death for all in his kingdom, all of his subjects, including you and me. Jesus, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. He is higher than all presidents and prime ministers. He is above every czar or sultan. He is high over any dictator or emperor. No law is passed, no ruling handed down, no power executed apart from his permission and his promise that he will use that for the good of those in his kingdom. It's from Jesus that he announces to you and me grace. Grace and peace to you. Grace is the gift of our triune God through Jesus Christ. And peace is what we have from him. Grace is what our king comes back to over and over again for us because it's what you and I needed most. Because of our sin, you and I could have never come back on our own. Sin is like the deer hunter who goes out and fires off round after round at deer after deer and misses over and over again. Sin is missing the target, missing the bullseye, missing the mark. Now, for a hunter that that happens to, his buddies might tease him for years to come. But sin is no laughing matter. Sin is missing the mark in our life where God demands perfectly hitting the bullseye every day. You and I were dominated and doomed by our sin, exiled and trapped by our sin, our pride and all of our arrogance and our apathy. 
our mistreatment of others and our immorality with our own bodies, our defiance of God and discontentment with his gifts, our sin had trapped us. And that's why we needed our king to come back to grace again and again. And that's what our king has done. In his grace, he loves us. This is an ongoing love that never expires and never fades. Our king, in his grace, loves us. That is, he puts us first. He goes into action for us, and his heart always goes out to us without any compromise. It's an objective love from our king. In his grace, he also set us free from our sins by his blood. There at the cross, as the crown of thorns was pressed down on him and blood flowed down his head, our burden was lifted. As the nails pierced and were run through his hands and his feet, you and I were set free from our sins. As his blood flowed and was spilled for us, our blood was spared. Later this week on Friday, Black Friday, many people are looking for the lowest prices they can on all their Christmas presents. Not our king. On Good Friday, our king paid the highest price because that's what was required to free us from our sins. His blood that is more precious than gold, more costly than diamonds, more valuable than silver, all so that he could give to you and me, by his grace, the forgiveness of sins. By his grace, our king has made us a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. Jesus, our king, as true God, God the Father is his Father. Jesus, our king, as true man, God the Father is his God. He has made you and me a kingdom. We became citizens of that kingdom when we were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We belong to that kingdom since through faith God raised us up and seated us with Christ in the heavenly realms. We reign with Christ as we bring the gospel, the forgiveness of sins to others in his name. We reign with Christ. He's made us to be a kingdom as we pray. And our king takes our prayers into account as he rules over everything in heaven and on earth. We serve in his kingdom as he rules in our heart with the gospel and he guides us to live in love toward God and toward our neighbor around us. He's made us to be a kingdom and priests. A priest was a special position set apart for the Lord. A priest went between the Lord and the people. You and I as priests, we are his representatives here in the world to declare his praises and so that our lives might be living sacrifices in view of his grace. Our king comes back to his grace time and again and again for you and me today because that's what we need more than anything else. Our greatest comeback king who came in great grace but he's also coming in great glory. After Winston Churchill resigned back in 1915, 
He started planning his comeback. He went and served Great Britain on the Western Front in World War I, and he was able to get back into politics, uh, regained favor again. He served his country, helping to uh, collaborate the budget and guide the economy in Great Britain. He was a tenacious man. With tireless energy, good health, a deep patriot, he thrived and crisis and action, nicknamed the British Bulldog. And he sounded the warning about Adolf Hitler and his advances and, and Mussolini. And he was eventually called upon to serve his country as prime minister, turning things around for Great Britain and the Allied forces from the brink of defeat, helping to lead them to victory. This was a great comeback. But the greatest comeback king will come back with even greater glory. John continues, To him be glory and power forever and ever. The word for glory has to do with brightness and splendor and praise. Kind of like how with the Milwaukee Bucks this past year, the spotlight was on them as champions of the NBA. The spotlight is on and Praise is sounding all around. That's, that's glory. Power. The word for power here is not just potential, not just could do well, succeed, and win, but actually has. And it was impressive and amazing. Glory and power be to Christ our King because he shed his blood for us because he set us free from our sins, because he rose from the dead. He has been given a name that is above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Glory and power be to him. This is most certainly true. That's what amen means. It doesn't just mean we've come to the end, but it means yes, this is so. Now, when someone makes a comeback, it's usually something that we wouldn't have seen coming because they had resigned or been defeated so badly, it was just unlikely. But when our King Christ comes back again with glory, everyone will see that. He will come again with clouds, with great glory, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Important people here in this world, they travel around maybe in a motorcade, surrounded with bodyguards, maybe they have their own private jet, but no one travels more gloriously than Jesus as he comes again on the clouds in the same way that he went up into heaven and was hidden from the view of his disciples by the clouds. This is just how he promised. So will he come again. What a miracle that will be. It will be a miracle that people all over the world, in either hemisphere, north or south of the equator, they will all see him with their eyes. This will be even more of a miracle because even those who pierced him will look upon him. Those who pierced him and were involved in his crucifixion, the Roman soldiers and Pontius Pilate and the Jewish leaders, they will rise from the dead to see him with their own eyes. Everyone will see Jesus as he comes again in glory. This will be 
an amazing miracle as he comes with glory. The last verse of our section says that Jesus himself is talking. Up till this point, it's mostly been Jesus being announced, but now Jesus speaks in the first person, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Do you ever notice that as you walk into our sanctuary? Right above the doors out there, there's an Alpha and an Omega, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. Looks like an A and a horseshoe. That is to say that Jesus was there in the beginning and will be there still at the end. He is eternal. He is the source and the sustainer and the final say of all history. All other kings and rulers, they rise and fall. They drive their own agenda forward for a little while, but they're just one character in a string of letters and other leaders. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He was and is and is to come. By saying that, Jesus helps us understand that he is equal to the Father, the same way the Father identified himself in verse 4. Jesus is equally God, equal in glory, equal in honor to the Father. So as we end the church year, we end it the same way we began, looking forward to our comeback king. He came in grace. He's coming again in glory. With every passing generation, fewer people recognize the name Winston Churchill. But it's important to keep coming back to historical figures like him. It's important to understand our present, important to learn from mistakes of the past, and most important, to see how Christ our King is ruling over all history for the good of his kingdom, his church. The, king, uh, the crown that kings wear, if you look at it from above, is round. That round shape just keeps going and going without beginning or end. Next time you see a crown, the next time you think of a crown, you can remember your king, Christ, who is eternal without beginning or end. And as you think of going around and around that crown, you can remember that your king keeps coming back over and over again to his grace for you. He will come back in glory because he is the greatest comeback king, Christ, our king. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. We continue with prayer. You are worthy, O Christ our King, to receive honor and glory and praise. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. You are worthy to receive honor and glory and praise, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased us for God. We give you thanks also, Christ our Shepherd King, because you have searched for us and found us. Lead us to the green pastures and quiet waters of your saving love, so that we may enjoy peace and comfort for our souls. Heavenly Father, thank you for watching over Jim Ike through his procedure and hospital stay last week. We give special thanks to you for allowing him to return home. Please grant him continued recovery according to your will. Heavenly Father, send your angels to guard and keep all who hunt this fall. Keep all of your children safe and looking to you for all that they need, body and soul. Holy Spirit, please guide our principal, Chad Marone, as he deliberates another divine call to serve as principal at Mount Calvary Lutheran School in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Give him wisdom and peace to use his many gifts to your glory and for the good of souls. Bless the ministries here and there that children may learn and grow in Christ. And in Jesus' name we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for our next song.
please stand. Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts, that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another and serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated for our final hymn. Thank you so much for joining us in God's house to praise and hear the word of our King this morning. A few special announcements. 
Uh, today we continue with our mental health Bible class unit in the gym and Sunday school going on, youth group going on, child care being offered in the kindergarten room, uh, so all kinds of things going on during family Bible hour. Uh, then with Thanksgiving coming up this week, we have our Thanksgiving worship services on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. and uh, Thursday morning at 9 a.m. 9.30? Oh. 9 a.m., yes. Yep, thank you. Sorry about that. 9 a.m., just second-guessed myself there. Uh, then on Wednesday, um, being the Thanksgiving holiday week, there's uh, no Wednesday morning Bible class this week, and the offices close Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. Uh, as was mentioned in the prayer, our principal, Chad Marone, received a divine call to Mount Calvary in Waukesha. Uh, the enrollment there is about 200, and this call would include no teaching responsibilities for him. So please keep Mr. Marone in your prayers as he deliberates where he can serve best in God's kingdom with his gifts. As is mentioned in our announcements in the bulletin, we still have some needs for the living nativity. If anyone's interested or available to help, uh, we need a shepherd on each night, another wise man on Friday or Sunday, a star carrier Friday and Sunday, greeters each night, uh, and makeup and costume help too. If you're able to help out with that, please let our office know or talk to Marilyn Eyrick or Sue Van Hull. Then finally, we received word that the Advent by Candlelight that was being hosted at uh, St. John St. Peter up in Cleveland next weekend had to be canceled. Uh, so if you're considering attending that, that's no longer on uh, for next weekend. Any other announcements that we should highlight today? Yeah, agreed. Okay, please greet one another before you leave, and God's blessings on the rest of your weekend.